The Baby Lambs podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Step away from the laptop, Missy. Yes. Uh, clearly, we're recording on the floor again. Yeah, I like this format. Right? I like sitting here with a red light. Yeah, it's very uh, moody. Yeah. You know, you don't feel- cancer new moon. <laughs> Is it cancer new moon inspired? Yep. God, this cancer new moon. I know. This is what happens when you find out that cancer is your ascendant sign. It's true. How do you feel? I feel great. It's a fine moon. It's a fine moon. Yeah. What a moon and how fine it be. Yeah. I do have to say, today I am more emotional than I have been. Yeah. I was recording a voice memo on our group chat. (laughs) And as I was recording it, I felt my tears welling up for whatever the reason. And I was like, God damn, this fucking moon. I'm just like, I want to be hugged. (laughs) Yeah. And like, forever. You just want, so it's like you want to be held. Yeah. You want to be held. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. That's different. Yeah. Tonight, tonight, we're like, I'm gonna cuddle. And you'll have you'll be able to cuddle with your cancer, and he'll and he's gonna be the one who understands because, yeah. like you said today, we're just experiencing his every day. I know. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> you know what's funny though, my so my rising is in cancer, but his. Moon is inside this area. That's true. Meant to be. It's true. Defying all odds. And you all thought, water, fire, that don't mix. Yep. I set fire to the rain and he puts it out. Mm hmm. Y'all are a good match. Thanks for trying. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, hi everybody. How are you guys doing? Good? Hope you're feeling fine. Hope you've cried into your significant others, into your pets, into your uh, As we spouses. learned, we hope that, you know, you fucked or fucked yourself. Yeah. Or, like, just came everywhere. There's, like, um, a big orgasm uh, situation with it's this like moon. The ideal night for an orgy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know what it makes you think of? That song. Tonight is the night is the night of love. Hell yeah. so well i mean and what an emotional week it has started as right that wasn't a good transition at all no um it was so sorry i'm um, still a little rusty it's been a while it's fine i'm just happy that like you're here for like a second episode in one week i know you know i don't know what next week will bring It's but, funny. Yeah, it's yeah. shady, but I deserve it, so it's fine. Um, but At no, this point, I should just treat you as a guest. I feel like one. <laughs> Honestly, like all jokes aside, I know I mentioned it in the previous episode, but I'm very thankful to all who uh, 
who gladly, you know, stepped in, stepped in, and and uh, and and shared their uh, opinions on the baby lambs round table slash rug slash your living room mm-hmm. area, and uh, yeah, it's weird to be back because I really it really does feel like it's been like a month. It kind of has, yeah, almost. So, but I'm glad that I get to be here to talk about. The pity little big little lies. Uh huh. They, what they all needed in this last episode was a moon in Cancer. I feel like they were the start of the moon in Cancer. Like, a lot of emotions running from the beginning. So, obviously, we're gonna have spoilers. You know this. So, if you haven't watched, what is this, episode three? Right? Is it? Four? Isn't it four? Whatever. Yeah, it's four because there's seven episodes a season. Okay. So if you haven't watched episode four, just come back later, watch it, and then mm-hmm. join us. But mm-hmm. we are going to spoil some things. Let's talk about the slap. The slap heard around the world. Oh my god, I felt it in my soul. I know. That slap. What I felt in my soul was her comeback. Yes. So there's a moment in the episode, like, five minutes in, you're just like, oh, here's Mary Louise to, like, fuck shit up again my dog <laughs> what do you want me to tell you she hoards no she wanted them together she because she always wants them together that's really cute so what sorry to, so what, what you guys are missing is that Baki Baki and Catley both have their collars off but their collars were on like different pieces of furniture and Baki just couldn't couldn't have that and she went to the other piece of furniture to grab her well no no it's Callie's yeah, it, was, grab- it was Callie's uh, collar to bring them right on top of each other Yep. Because they cannot be a pot. Yeah. Talk about her neediness. It is a lot of neediness. Like, that is her at her core. <laughs> Just nothing but, like, I need everything I love around me at all times. What did I say that? But, yes. So, yeah. So, the episode is kind of starting off with all the women at Madeline's house because the kids are, like, doing their jack o Latin lanterns or whatever. Yeah, Jack-o-Latins. Jack-o-Latins. And, um, <laughs> So, like, Mary Louise comes through because that's what she does. Like, talk about not having boundaries in this fucking fake-ass town of Monterey. First of all, how big... I, I, I assume the town is, like, one block because she just knows where everybody lives. But it's one block where everybody has to always cross the bridge. Yes. Very important. She's like, I may not know where you live, but I know I have to cross the bridge. Yeah. And then, like, two blocks to the left, and then three to the right, and mm-hmm. then, boom, I'm at grandmother's house. Precisely. So, she shows up, and then everybody's just kind of like, why is this bitch here? And Celeste is like, bitch, let's go have a conversation. hmm And, like, Mary Louise is just, like, starting to push her. And Celeste just, like, slaps. And she slapped her so hard that her glasses came off. Mm. It was so good. And what did she tell her right after, Ashley? What is this thing you call foreplay? And she leaves. And she leaves. Yo. You know what that reminded me of? Tell me. So, when I was, like, four, my mom... Uh, I, th- I don't know if I told the story before, but... This is a church story, mm. kind of. So I used to go to church, 
And uh, my mom, uh, every time I, every time we would leave church, my mom would always take my sister and I to some sort of fast food restaurant. I feel like that's everybody's tradition yeah. when they leave. You see, it was either between, like, Fuddruckers or McDonald's. I swear there's a point to this. Well, this time, we decided to go to Taco Bell because Taco Bell had opened up their kids' menu. Okay? Mm. So my mom, we go in the drive-thru. I'm sitting in the back seat. Like, you know, I was still too young to even sit in, like, the window seats. Had this in the middle seat with, like, the lap, you know? Yeah. I remember this clearly. My sister was in the front. And my mom, all she asked through the little speaker was, what is in the kids' menu? Because it wasn't up yet. You know, this mm-hmm. is a new item. And the girl and the speaker kept saying, one second, miss, and would leave. One second, miss, and would leave. And finally, like, the third or fourth time, my mom was like, I'm just going to drive up to the window. Please have your manager there. Because my mom tiene cojones. So we, so we go up to the window, and it's the manager and the, and the lady and the girl. And basically, my mom explains the situation, saying that she'd been waiting all this time, and, like, all she, she hadn't even ordered yet. She just wanted to know what was on the damn kid's menu. And the boss, the manager, fires the girl on the spot. The girl proceeds then to reach through the window into my mom's car window. And she slapped her across the face. No. You've never even told me the story. You didn't know the story? She slapped her, but she couldn't reach all the way. So she, like, she grazed her fingertips, right? So it was, like, one of these, like, fingertip situations. Oh, my God. Yo. And my sister freaking out in the front seat because she went to school with this girl. She was like, I'm going to, they're going to jump me at school. Me crying. And my mom, all she did was literally, like, pull down the rearview mirror and just fix her lipstick. She just fixed her lipstick. And just fucking dipped. It was the most badass thing I had ever seen. When I saw that slap Bro. in the episode, I was like, that's my mom at the Taco Bell drive-thru window. With me crying. With me, <laughs> me crying. I, it was like, it's one of those memories, you know, like that. It's yeah. just, my sister and I talk about it sometimes. My sister, of course, she'll like, she brings, she, she remembers it very differently because she legit was like scared for her life because like she thought this girl was going to find Like a cancer. Mm-hmm. Cancer season is real. And, uh, but yeah, I just remember like, and my mom, like, she'll tell the story and she'll be like, yeah. And whatever. What was she going to do? <laughs> whatever. The point is. Okay. Oh, that's my significant other. Sorry, honey. Um, but yes, anyway, so that's how I felt when Celeste finally slaps her mm-hmm. and she just had that reaction. All she did was pick up her glasses clean them and be like is this foreplay and then like Celeste was just like this bitch but she I forgot what she was saying to like bait her into the call into that slap anyway oh it was because she was like don't it's inappropriate for you to have moved in because she had just announced oh I'm moving into your building uh Jane yeah and I would love to like see my grandchild once in a while like so like drop them off super creepy shit and and she was like don't you think boundaries and whatever like that's the man who raped her and you're like his mom and she's like, and she's like you're so quick to believe that yeah you're so quick to believe that like we didn't even know if like he raped her and like why is she the only one yeah like and why yeah. was he why did he need to that's what made him made her slap him yeah like so why did he why was he even out there in the first place almost saying like what was it where were you yeah why did For he the need second to, time 
Mm-hmm. For the second time. She deserved that slap, man. Oof. No, she definitely deserved a slap. Um, and then what else happened? Oh, uh, a lot. Let me think. Uh, I'm sorry, it's just that the slap happened and my stomach just went... Bleh. I know. Oh, they had... So, Eta, Renata and her husband go to oh, the bankruptcy, bankruptcy court. court. And the, the guy, that guy, yeah. the guy who's like the bankruptcy guy. Yeah, who was in like every sitcom in the 90s ever. Right? Mm-hmm. I got yeah. really excited when I saw him, to be honest. I know. I get excited every time I see him, too. You know, like, he's really come up a lot. But it's also because, like, he... At least not in my memory... He's never played, like, what Hollywood would consider the stereotype of a black man. True. Right? Like, he's always... Like, in my head, I always picture him like he's been a teacher, a father, sometimes both. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, he's a, he's a judge, mm-hmm. you know? He's been a lawyer. Like, his roles have been so diverse that I'm like, I always get really excited to see him. Yeah. It was really refreshing. But in the scene, they're, like, talking about all the monies and the things that they owe and all the things that they claim. Well, okay. So, what I love is these two people, specifically Renata, is coming into here with this mentality of, like, I am not one of them. Mm. I am still me, right? Who is this, like, rich bitch um answers to no one is resenting her husband rightfully so mm-hmm. for what he's putting them through like all these different things she even made like mentioned earlier in the episode of you know we're we have to go on saturday before amabella's party to bankruptcy court because you know we're not gonna wait with everybody else like in the monday through friday thing mm-hmm. so she's already going in here with like her nose up to the sky entitled 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 and the truth is that the lawyer is also not doing a great job at preparing them at all for what's to come the only thing he told her not to do is don't mention the party <laughs> yeah that's basically all he said yeah. and that it was gonna be like in and out in and out just don't say anything it's in and out Mm. that was such a good scene it was and when she had to put her ring down no the moment he was like i don't remember seeing your ring claimed no the rolex it started with the rolex. it started with the rolex right it started with the rolex and she was like excuse me and then he's like oh and the ring yeah i don't recall seeing the ring and she's like but it's my wedding ring yeah. and he's like and for those of you who haven't now. seen it or like don't know anything about bankruptcy court you basically have to Submit a document when you file for bankruptcy that has all of your assets. Whatever it is that you consider an asset, you literally have to put it in that paper. Mm-hmm. So when the day that you go see the judge, all of that has already been possessed by the, by the state. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever is not claimed and how we saw here that like you are now showing in front of the judge... They have the right to repossess it. Oof. And they did. He repossessed the Rolex, her ring, and then he asked how they got to their appointment that day. Yeah, he did. He did. And he had to turn it into the state. Mm-hmm. Oof. What a strong episode. Mm-hmm. What I mean, what a strong scene. It was a really yeah. strong scene. And then we have the party. 
mm-hmm. like this crazy, super fun looking 60s party. It was a good time. Fucking disco, man. So much blue eyeshadow. And green eyeshadow and purple eyeshadow. And uh, oh, the gold. a lot of gold, a lot of wigs. It was a good time. Um, and what happens at this party? What didn't happen at this party? First, like, Bonnie with Nathan and her mom show up. And her mom, from the moment she sees Renata, it's like vibes. She's like, I don't... Like, you can see it in her face. She doesn't like her. She doesn't like the vibe that she's feeling in this house. Mm-hmm. But then she kind of gets over it at some point toward the end. Um, then, like, Bonnie, Madeline, and uh, Celeste have this encounter where, like, Celeste and Bonnie are basically telling Madeline that, like, them being in this lie is all her fault. Right, because she's the one who kind of said, like, oh, like... He fell. In, in, he fell. In, he fell. It's that simple. He fell. Yeah. And then her, Madeline and Ed have an argument. It seems like she instigates. She instigates, but it's also like you can see that they're on like some sort of road that will have them. It looks like for now that they're going to reconcile. And they're like, you know, he's just clearly going through the, his processing his feelings on the whole thing. And, but he's also making himself available. Like he goes to the party He's open to going to mm-hmm. this retreat and whatever, but also not like, and she's sort of like trying to push him along. Like she's trying yeah. to be like, like, are you going to talk to me? Are we going to do this? Are we going to like, whatever, like move past this? Yeah. She just wants to go back to her old life with him. Yeah. And then she tries to get intimate with him and he's still like clearly not ready for that. Mm-hmm. And she just has all these flashbacks of like her sexy time with the drama teacher. Yeah. Which was like sexy. Yeah. Well, I mean, every time she was with the drama teacher, I was like, damn drama teacher. I know. You got moves. Hey, drama kids, you know. <laughs> if we know how to do anything. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, I found out she listens, by the way. <laughs> oh, great. Hey, my day. Hey, Mom. Uh, so that happens, and then they... And then at some point... Oh, so let's talk about Jane and her boyfriend. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just kicked her dog. I'm so sorry. She doesn't care. For her, that's affection. Oh, my God. I'm like, so when I make this joke that, like, if you happen to catch her at her throat, mm-hmm. she just goes harder. This little kinky little thing. Um, so the boyfriend comes or whatever. The creepy boyfriend with the curly hair. Let, let's talk about how this relationship makes no sense. It doesn't to me. make sense. I don't understand why they chose to give, to give her bangs and a boyfriend. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I don't, like, that boy, I'm, I'm waiting for some shit to happen to him. Well, he's clearly, like, I mean, I don't know if he really cares about her. I just feel like he's obsessed with this He's obsessed case. with the case, and I think he's putting pieces together, and she is putting the case open. Now yeah. that she revealed that she's been raped, mm-hmm. uh, and that the resulting child is Ziggy, yeah. All he has to do is figure out that the father of the child is the guy who fell down the stairs, and that's it. And then you have probable cause. And then you have, yeah, that's all you need. So, like, I get that she was trying to, like, you know, open to herself up, you know, because yeah. she's really in, invested now in, in their slow dances or whatever yeah, they're doing now. Like, you might not meet my son. Here, meet my son. I know. Like, no, dude, don't. In- 
But no, I'm not ready to let you in. Here, let's waste the battery of, of the car and dance <laughs> in the driveway. I felt that was so useful. And as somebody whose battery died twice, the not too long ago when I was in Orlando, that's a really dumb idea. Yeah. Yeah. So that happens. And then what else? There's that whole thing with... Well, before we get... I mean, there's a heart. There's like a heart attack or a panic attack situation. At the with Bonnie's mom? mom? No, she has a stroke. Oh, she has a stroke. That's what happened. Callie, don't you dare. Don't you dare. And it's like after she's been like telling her like, look, the party's fun and stuff, but the vibes in this house, I'm not about the vibes. And they're on their way out, right? They were mm-hmm. on their way out getting goodie bags. And she was like... She touches Renata. She touches Renata. And then like all of a sudden it's like... Hey, move. Bye. And she has a straight up stroke. Her and her purple eyeshadow. It was so cute. She looked great. She looked great. Everybody looked great. Um, so that's shocking, but she's okay. And at some point after that or before that is the encounter between Celeste. Well, we know that Mary Louise is trying to gain custody of the boys. Oh, that's true. How could we forget about that? I know. I was trying to remember in the sequence it happens. And that, I have to, like, one, the guy that plays, hey, the person that's playing the, her lawyer, I love, I love that, that guy. I love that guy. I just remember him from True Blood. And I love so, him. Oh, my God. And True Blood is so good. Um, and in all of the American Horror stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. phenomenal. Great. But, um, hey, enough. We're recording. Um... Oh, I love that he gave her that ruthless advice of, like, if you want to really have a chance at this, like, you're going to have to call all of these attorneys. They are the best ones that practice. And she's like, why? Because that's why I, like, I'm paying you. And he was like, no, bitch. <laughs> if you don't want Celeste to get a good lawyer, this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oof. So cutthroat. It really is. But hey, it's the truth. Yeah. The woman can afford it. And I would fight as fight it fight hard as hell for my kids. But then so then they have that moment and then she like tells Celeste that like, oh by the way, I'm like filing an order for the kids, like mm-hmm. you're dangerous. And Jane Oh, Celeste tells Jane this, right? And then Jane goes to Mary Louise's house and is like so when are you gonna ask for my kid? Did I skip you, a part? You missed the boy in the house. Oh, <gasps> that's right. That's what it was. So she comes by to drop off the kids because she had the boys. Mm-hmm. Mary Louise comes to drop off the boys, and again, this woman has a night of ambient, and she has a night of ambient sex with hell yeah some bartender hot man. And it was it was the bartender at the party, wasn't it? No, they, her Wait. and Jane went to a bar after the party. See, this is where I zoned off. It's fine. Her and Jane went to a bar after the party, and Jane leaves early, but she decides mm. to stick around and keep drinking. Yes, yes, yes. And then I guess one thing led to another. She had the guy come over. They fucked. And she fast forward. And she didn't even remember it. No, it wasn't that good. So she didn't remember it. I'm I know. It was the ambient. It was the ambient. Yeah. And, of course, the best moment for this guy to come out is right when Marie Louise is there. And, and I'm looking right at this guy, I'm like, there. cues, bro, cues. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Like, seriously, you see two twin boys under the age of five, and now is when you're, like, shirtless. So, so, so blue bros. 
Like, sorry, I gotta catch my shift, you know. Gotta catch the bus back. To no one cares. Go home. Or like, <laughs> or hide in the coat closet. Go through another exit. Give me a break. This is a big enough house. There's other ways to get out. Like, remember, did you watch Sex Education the whole way through? Yes. So there's a moment where Jillian Anderson's character has sex with this guy that ends up being really chatty with her son. Yes. And then it got it gets to a point for her where she's like, why? Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, where she's like, I think it's time for you to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Celeste, I think it's time for him to go, no? Pretty much. She's the fucking worst. I know, but Celeste obviously is on like some crazy downward spiral. And it becomes like, like you see it happen throughout this season, you know, with her, like her thing with Ambien and all that other shit. Well, she already like, like, has already been physical with her sons. She has. She has like severe night terrors. Yeah. And I mean, whatever. The truth is that she's just feeding and creating a bigger case for Mary Louise to get custody of these kids. Mm -hmm. And Mary Louise caught it. So that's the moment where she's like, oh, by the way, by filing. I mean, like, do I like Mary Louise? Like, if Mary Louise was in my life, I would have slapped her four times over at this point. Yeah. But if I'm honest, she's doing the right thing by taking these boys away. She is. I mean, would she have still been as, like... Would she have been pursuing this as aggressively if she didn't already see signs that Celeste was, uh... Yeah. You know? I feel like she kind of, Being the woman that she is, she still would have found a way. Maybe not to take custody, but she's a suspicious woman. Yeah. So, Celeste making these choices and all these things happening around, you know, her line of vision is just not helping the whole situation. And then when Jane ultimately confronts Mary Louise and is like, how much longer until you're going to take Ziggy away from me? And she lays down, like, the facts. Mm-hmm. I literally went, like, tiene razón. <laughs> yeah, like, when I saw where this was going, like, the moment that I saw Jane come in and she was like, I didn't take Ziggy away from me, I was like, I guess that you're trying to be a good friend, but you're not being a good friend because you're not noticing how your friend needs help. <laughs> she is on a downward spiral. She has been on a do- downward spiral. So you confronting this woman, like you're, I feel like, like she's no the only enemy. Yeah, like I feel like no one's really wanting to confront anything mm-hmm. except for the one therapist in this like two block town. Yeah, the one who's everybody's therapist, evidently. I swear to God. She practices all types of uh, therapy. She's apparently down the street. She has to be. She across has to be. Bridge. She's across the bridge She's where everything is. Uh, of course. She's the one who's telling Mary Louise, okay, if you cross the bridge on the left, I'm like, you make it. I feel like how this town works is you cross the bridge and you cross it back mm-hmm. and that's how you get to where you're going. <laughs> you just go through like a wormhole. Yeah. You just tell the wormhole, take me to Alta Bay Elementary School. It's basically like. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah. They just twist the bed knob and they tap it a few times and they're like, take me to the sea! And then it takes you. Yep. Pretty cool. That's how I feel about this this weird little town. This freaky Um, little town. But, yeah, like, when Mary Lou's is like, oh, but 
have you ever allowed Ziggy to, like, be in the car with her, like, in the front seat? And she's like, no. And then she, like, makes another point. She's like, no. And I'm like, all right, so go home. <laughs> yeah, basically. Check, check. Bye. I'm like, clearly, like, no la piensa, just like you didn't pensar those fucking bangs. She didn't pensar those. I don't, I don't like the color of her hair. I don't like the bangs. Jan and I did talk about it in the last episode about mm-hmm. this. Where, like, why she did it, right? Like, it was her own fine choice, which was, sure. like, fine, right? Um, but I'm like, it still doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't. You know, like, I I applaud the sentiment. I don't applaud whoever's doing the hair. 100%. Yeah. I mean, there's so many colors in the rainbow. There's a whole spectrum. I'm like, bitch, you could have bleached it. She could have gone blue. Blue would have looked badass. Anything. Anything. You work at the, uh, the aquarium. She could have been like, you think that they blue. care if you have blue it's hair? blue for the ocean. Blue for the sea. Like, give me hair. Instead, it's like clip on bangs. Boy, she's trying to figure it out. She has a shitty boyfriend, shitty mm-hmm. hair. I mean, she's told everybody she was raped. It's a whole thing. I, no, I, it's she's, a lot. She's going through a lot, and it's sad because she's the most grounded character. Like, she's yeah. the most, you know accepted of the characters in terms of like the situation well, at it's hand. Her, yeah that like i also feel bonnie too i really like that character i do too but she's in a different she's she's grounded as a character in general but yeah. she's not demonstrating a whole much a whole lot of it right now she's yeah. getting better than yeah. she was at the beginning of the season but you know yeah. oh and then there's that weird fight between nathan and ed the super forced fight that so between them. Michael was literally like here, like sitting in the on the rug reading a book and I was watching the show and like he kept like looking at the show and like going back to his reading, like he kept doing that. And then when that happened I looked at him and I'm like, why are men like this? <laughs> why? Yeah. Like what's even the point? Seriously. What did you really think we were gonna be able to have like this full on fight in the middle of this party? What you're gonna grab his afro wig and and Tell like, him. Y'all are dumb. And they, and it wasn't even, like, a good fight. Like, not, I mean, it wasn't a good fight. But it was, like, there's no real reason here. Why are you picking a fight? Why? Like, fucking. Re- it's literally why we end up living longer than men. Like, write in your journal, bro. Like, get through it. But, like. Masturbate everywhere in your house. Like, we're, it's, we're in the, we're in the, we're in the moon. The cancer can. moon. I hear the orgasms are great. Go for it. I just... So much of that bullshit. And then we end with, like, esta mujer waking up, right? She wakes up from her stroke, bonding his mom. And she has, like, another, like, flashy vision of her daughter, like, floating dead in the the water. Yeah. So, next episode, vamos a ver. Vamos a ver. I know. Uh, how do you feel about the season so far? Because it's been like, it's also episode, kind of strong episode, it's also episode, and now this one was like, it had a lot of good moments, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, I think it's going to ramp up a little bit more now because like all the pieces are in play now. Like yeah. the first episode was a lackluster. The second episode really brought it up. I think the third episode was doing setup like the first episode was. Yeah. But I think moving forward, since we only have three one, three more yeah. left, they're all going to be 
I hope at this at similar paces. You know what I mean? But we thought the same for Game of Thrones. And here we are. And here we are. So. Um, but I mean, I'm not mad at at mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not like upset with it. I think it's fine. It's just put me back in my original thoughts about it from season one, which was like I would have been fine with one season. Yeah. I you agree. know, it should have just been like I'm fearful that we're gonna get to the end and just be like so second season for this. I think it was just an excuse for them all to make a little bit more money and include Meryl Streep. Yeah, for sure it was to include Meryl Streep. I mean, I'm not... I would do the same thing because it's Meryl Streep. And there have been, like, these interviews. I don't know if you've seen them floating around of, like, like Adam Scott, for example, and, like, all these other... Adam Scott has a story that he told on one of these late-night shows where they were talking about, like... So Meryl Streep, huh? She's on the cast. Like, that has to be, like, surreal, you know? And and he told a story about how they all had to, like, sit for one of the table reads. And he tried, like, making conversation with her. And he was, like, you know, she was very gracious. She's, you know, yeah. she has a great reputation. And, um, and Laura Dern approached him, like, sometime after the fact and was, like, I saw what you were doing. You did fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. I mean, and then they asked him if he shares a scene with her, and she, and he's like, "I'm not supposed to disclose that." It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, man! Since you said that, I don't know if I said this to you or not, but yesterday, um, is Hollywood Reporter released mm-hmm. the last of the uh, or the latest uh, roundtable. Uh, interview that they do mm-hmm. and this one was like comedy actors I started watching it so the one with Sasha Baron Cohen okay mm. so there's a moment where the interviewer no I lied there's a moment where Don Cheadle asks Sasha Baron Cohen you know like how did it go with everybody's like um waivers for that show cause he's clearly talking about like that last show that he did with Showtime I think it was uh, Ali G? No, not Ali G. The one I'm where trying. he's like interviewing um, American politicians and all that stuff. Where he's oh. pretending to be this like I forgot, Finnish yeah. trainer or whatever. And so yeah, Don Tito's like really interested in finding out like, you know, the legal aspect of it. Like how do you get all these people to talk about all of this without having them sign waivers? Mm-hmm. And he literally like deadpan like Don Tito's like, I can't talk about it. I moved on to the next thing, and I'm like, that tells me that you did not get a lot of waivers for this fucking show and still put them on. Yes. It's such a good interview, like, roundtable overall. Yeah, no, I started it, but, you know, it's like an hour and 20 or something like that, those interviews. They're excellent, but I paused it at some point. I, I ended up stopping after... Jim Carrey said something about, like, how... It was, like, a conversation about, like... How, like, what would you do if you could be unrecognized for a day? And he says something about, like, oh, I would act the same. Yeah. And how he just prefers to talk to people and ask them questions about themselves. And he hates taking selfies. And then, like, Henry Winkler came in and had, like, this really great, like, 
wholesome response yeah that he gives to fans and uh i mean it's a good and it's a good group of men dude like what a good group of men fuck oh so they, good they collected such i love seeing but like every round table Cohen. every round table is like how do they get all these people in a room together and like say like i'm just gonna ask you whatever i want like just have a conversation and you're gonna answer it and they all answer it, honestly and like, they have a new one with the women too i forgot who the women are yeah it's, it's when is when it includes like tiffany haddish is on yeah it. so i sent it to you guys yes in, in our group chat and i laugh because like four of the women are all sagittarius <laughs> great and they're all December Sagittarius. Oh, that's right. You said that. So um, I'm watching it, and then I'm like, man, we really are the best. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> uh. Well, I mean, when you think about it. You are like, the most fun. Yeah, the most it fun. It makes sense that a lot of, like, uh, there, there are a lot of Sagittarius that go into, like, comedy. 100%. Yeah, it no, just, you can definitely see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, because you guys are fucking. Or going to entertainment, period. I mean. True. The, and, and here you are. Exactly, right? <laughs> um, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't finished that one, though. Okay. I, I have, like, 20 minutes left, but then I saw the, the one with Ted Danson and all the men, and I'm like, fuck. I'm just going to watch this one and then go back to the other one. I'm, I'll, I'll finish it. I'm going to finish it tonight Henry or tomorrow. Winkler's so wholesome and beautiful. Yeah. And we don't deserve him. I know. We don't deserve him. Watching him get, what was it, a Golden Globe? He got when the he, Emmy. No, when he won the Emmy. That's what it was. When he won the Emmy, that moment was just... He talks about it. Oh, he does? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, know. I love him so much. Man, like, and they're all just like genuinely funny yeah you know but it's never the thing of like none of them are it doesn't it doesn't feel disingenuous or like that they're trying hard to fulfill like the viewer's expectation of what they're gonna be like they just are yeah you know yeah and they're at such points in their career that they have such interesting perspective and and from different decades and different no- levels of notoriety mm-hmm. and oh it's so cool if you guys have never seen them the hollywood reporter has them has these um, those amazing round tables with so many great actors mm-hmm. and and like highly recommended mm-hmm. highly highly and recommended. i'm excited for the one that has billy porter to come out it should come out next week um but there's like a great they keep putting it in different like outlets Mm-hmm. But there's a moment where he basically calls out Hollywood for giving straight men the opportunity to play a gay man or a trans man or a trans uh, person. Mm-hmm. But it's never given to a person that is trans mm-hmm. or is a gay man. Right? Yeah. And, and is it like, like this guy at the table? Was it Richard? Two of them. It's Richard Madden, and then I think the other one was. I think they aired it. Wasn't with Hugh Grant already? Yeah. Yeah. Did it air already? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember seeing that moment. I remember seeing his outfit too. Outlet. It was beautiful. In like other like media or whatever. Mm -hmm. But talk about like making a table 
feel like necessarily uncomfortable. Yes. And absolutely. like Hugh Grant is basically being like, yeah, like fucking keep going. Like, it's true. I it, mean, keep it going. Pose um, has done so much for my life right now and for all of our lives. And like, we just don't deserve it, but we do, but we don't. I mean, Pose is obviously not the first show to do this because we do also have um, Transparent. Yeah. Which took a, took a, did it, it, yeah, it took its, yeah, it, 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 for me, that was really the one that. And there has been, like, crossover of actors. Yes. From one to the other. So you're seeing them working, and, yeah. and of course, Orange is a New Black, and, uh, and, um, the OA. Yeah. But, like, so. Pulse just focuses on, like, a very specific time mm-hmm. and place. And people. And people and LGBTQIA history that, like, with the exception of the documentaries that have been made about it, there is nothing else. Yeah. So, like, the attention to detail from Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk. Yeah. It should be commended. And I commend it. Have to start watching season two. (sighs) But anyway. So, those are our thoughts on Pretty Bit Little Big Little Liars. And uh, apparently the Hollywood Reporter Roundtables. Yeah, they're great. Watch yeah. them. And, and the same thing about Pose. Yes. It's great. Watch it. So good. Open um, your eyes, guys. Open your hearts. Open your it's hearts. cancer season. And open your lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's cancer season. <laughs> open your lives. It's cancer season. Oh, God. And I'm so excited because I'm hoping this week there's a new Benito Skinner. Oh, with the cancers? Yeah. Oh, yes. Because he released someone for for Gemini, like, on May 30th or something like that. So I'm like, okay. Like, it's it's almost time for you to release for cancer, because I need to watch it, laugh through it, and then send it straight to Michael. (laughs) Basically, yeah. (laughs) You should see the intensity from which she was just looking at me, like, I need to send it. Yeah. Which is basically going to be like, I'm going to go out. No, I'm going to stay in. <laughs> what do you think? Should I go out? Should I stay in? I'm going to go out. No. <laughs> I'm going to stay in. <laughs> it's just a loop. It's just, that's all it is. It's all that it's going to be. And all of us are going to laugh. And Michael's not going to laugh. But he's not going to disagree. I know. Inocente. Inocente. Pero bueno. Yep, those were our thoughts, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. If you did, let us know. You can uh, write to us. You can follow us on Baby Lambs Podcast or Baby Lambs Pcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we're on all of those things. You can help us. Uh, you can contribute to our Patreon page. It's uh, it's a it, it'll help us a lot because mm-hmm. we can keep this going and we can make it even bigger and more funner, and uh, maybe even pay some of the the guests who come and take my place when yeah. I disappear or for give months. Give them like a pin, yeah, you or know. something, you know, something so. something to show appreciation, and we yeah. can get those to you too. And the truth is, I'm just happy that you're back, so like, you can do that part. <laughs> what this part yeah the part of like and you know follow us and do that cause I'm like we're everywhere 
It's, well, that works too. I mean, <laughs> we are. <laughs> I'm happy to be able to do it. Um, but yeah, just follow us, talk to us, let us know what you think about things. If you can, go to Apple Podcasts and uh, rate us. That will help. Yeah, rate us wherever you're listening to us from. Uh-huh. Because that'd be great. Yeah, it'll help us a lot and we can further our reach and things. So please. Yeah. And uh, with that, you know, we're just going to, like, peace out, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah. Enjoy your weekend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Baby Lambs podcast. Artwork created by Janabelle Art. You can follow her on Instagram at Janabelle Art, or you can follow her studio at Studio Nami Tattoo. Music created by Daniel Acosta and produced by Sunset Studios Miami. You can follow them on their Instagram at Sunset Studios Miami. And you can follow us on Instagram via our handle at Baby Lambs Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Baby Lambs PCast or Baby Lambs Podcast. You can find us now on iTunes and Google Play and even on CastBox, which is actually a really cool app. Also by finding us via our handle baby lambs podcast or by visiting our website at babylambspodcast.com thanks again for listening